This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Marco. And that's Marco Pareto. He's one of the uh, employee owners at Tab. He's actually the, the in-house manager at Tab. He actually manages all of our um, in-house guys, all of our help desk guys from level level one to level four, right? Correct. And so he's in here helping me out with uh, your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns because Dennis is on vacation. And so uh, we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online, 860-522-9842. But I found out during talking to Mar Marco here that he has never heard the song, Every OS Sucks. And basically, he's got to hear it. And the only way to hear it would be through this radio program because um, Windows 12 is on its way at some point, right? So we may as well, in, in the anticipation of Windows 12, play Every OS Sucks for Mr. Marco. Hmm. Well, way back in the olden times, my computer worked for me. I'd laugh and play all night and day on Zork 1, 2, and 3. The Amiga VIC-20 and the Sinclair II, the TRS-80 and the Apple II, they did what they were supposed to do. It wasn't much, but it was enough. But then Xerox made a prototype, Steve Jobs came on the scene, red of mice and menus, windows, icons, a trash, and a bitmap screen. Old Stevie said to Xerox, boys, turn your heads and cough, and when no one was looking, he ripped their interfaces off. Stole every feature that he had seen, put it in a cute box with a tiny little screen. Mac OS 1 ran that machine, only cost 5,000 bucks. But it was slow, it was buggy, so they wrote it again, and now they're up to OS 10. They'll charge you for the beta, then charge you again, but the Mac OS still sucks. Every OS wastes your time, from the desktop to the lap. Everything since Apple DOS, just a bunch of crap. From Microsoft to Macintosh to Linline, Linline knocks. Every computer crashes, cause every OS sucks. Well then Microsoft jumped in the game, copied Apple's interface with an OS named Windows 3.1. It was twice as lame, but the stock price rose and rose. Then Windows 95, then 98. Man, Solitaire never ran so great, and every single version came out late, but I guess that's the way it goes. But that bloatware will crash and delete your work, and TME, man, none of them work. Bill Gates may be Richard and Captain Kirk, but the Windows OS blows and sucks at the same time. I'd trade it in, yeah, right. For what? It's top of the line from the Compu Hut. The fridge, stove, and toaster never crash on me. I should be able to get online without a PhD. My phone doesn't take a week to boot it. My TV doesn't crash when I mute it. I miss ASCII text and my floppy drive. I wish Vic 20 was still alive. But it ain't the hardware, man. It's just that every OS sucks and blows. Now there's Linux or Linux, I don't know how you say it or how you install it or use it or play it or where you download it or what programs run, but Linux or Linux don't look like much fun. However you say it, it's getting great press, though how it survives is anyone's guess. If you ask me, it's a great big mess for elitist nerdy schmucks. It's free, they say, if you can get it to run. The geeks say, hey, that's half the fun. Yeah, but I got a girlfriend and things to get done. The Linux OS sucks. I'm sorry to say it, but it does. Every OS wastes your time from the desktop to the lap. 
Everything since the abacus Just a bunch of crap From Microsoft to Macintosh To Linline, Linux Every computer crashes Cause every OS sucks Every computer crashes Cause every OS sucks Well, there you go, Marco. You've heard every OS sucks. What do you think? Quite the song. I know my brother's not going to be happy to hear that the <laughs> Mac OS sucks because, uh, according you. to him, it's the best. Uh, so. I know. Well, it's still Windows. Isn't it still OS 10? That's a 30-year-old song. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we actually, uh, that's from Three Dead Trolls in a Baggie. Um, and those guys, we've run that song now since 1995. Wow. I mean, it's, sadly, it's now the fridge toast, toast and uh, um, TV does crash when I boot it, right? I mean, my TV doesn't freezes up all the time. I, you have to reboot my uh, refrigerator so that it the uh, ice maker works again, right? My my dehumidifier wants to know I've come home. Yep. Uh, it's funny. You want to hear a funny story? Yeah. <laughs> not, not so much about computers, but uh, it's about technology, sure. but it's a funny story. All right. This is um, a few years ago. So first of all, I apologize, mom, <laughs> about this. So I, I was visiting my parents. Yeah. And my mom told me, hey, I have a problem. I, I think it was either her laptop or her iPad. Mm-hmm. And she said, it's not working. Yep. And I was like, okay. And she's like, I want you to fix it. And I was like, well, <laughs> that's a tall order, but okay. So I opened the the device and I was like, well, okay, what is the problem? Because it, it booted right up and you know, it seemed like it was fine. And she goes like, well, I can't, I can't go to the internet. I was like, okay. So I look at the Wi-Fi, trying to see where she was connected to, and she she was connected to her refrigerator <laughs> Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, you know. <laughs> That's crazy. So we laugh for a long time. I say, well, the reason your computer was, or, or, or the iPad was not working was because you were connected to the Wi-Fi of the refrigerator. So as you say, everything is now computerized. So yeah. a lot of things break now. I'm just amazed she was able to connect it to the refrigerator Wi-Fi. I don't even know how she did that. Yeah. <laughs> that takes some skill, man. Yep. <laughs> All right. Good story. Good story. All right. Let's get to your calls. Feel free to get online. 860-522-9842 is the number. We have plenty of lines open for you guys on this uh, the last Saturday of 2023. And uh, we'll get to your calls right now. We're going to go to Jay um, in Waterbury, if he's still with us. You there, Jay? Yes. Hey, Happy sir. Happy New Year to both of you guys. It's very interesting. I, I love that song. <laughs> and so all I can think of every time I listen to you guys, are just thinking of horror stories. That's all I'm listening to. Uh, one of the questions you came up with was AI. Who owns AI? And, and, and I feel like it's a big monster brain of some kind. That's one thing. But Yeah. AI is owned by the companies that have put it out. I mean, ChatGPT is is one of the AI companies. I can't think of the other one right now, but they, you know, we, Tesla's got AI for their autopilot. There's lots of AI out it? there. Is it going to be a combination of some big monster brain or something? Well, we'll see. Yeah, so ChatGPT is all open source. Right. Um, so technically speaking, at this point, there's no really a, a, an owner for that. However, um, Microsoft is developing their own AI competition to ChatGPT, and so are many other companies. So, mm-hmm. 
scary. Yeah, it's something. Uh, well, one of my main points was I have a friend who has he was, uh, has a computer. It's a, it's a uh, Dell uh, Windows 10. It was upgraded with a, it was 11, and he has all this stuff on his. And I've been trying to help him. He has Norton for security. He pays a monthly fee on that, mm-hmm. and, and he has um, Yahoo for email. Yeah. And he has Microsoft OneDrive on the computer. Mm-hmm. He has Opera as a we call browser, as yeah. well as Google Chrome sure. and Edge. But what I'm trying to figure out, the ABG, for example, keeps cutting in and and one, and they say, well, they're having a problem, or some kind of theory, uh, threat, security mm-hmm. threat. Yeah. Well, I keep telling them, all these companies, Norton, uh, ABG, Microsoft, they're all competing with one. Interfering. What I want to ask, like, Tab, what is, if I were to get a connection to the internet, which I don't feel like it, what is this? What is the internet connection? He has Jetpack. It's a wireless thing because where he's located. What do you recommend to connect, get connected to the internet? Well, basically, we tell you to go look for uh, like fiber internet, like uh, GoNet Speed, if that's in your area, or cable internet. Um, and as far as security, you'd want to use the Windows Defender, which is built in. We've said that's a fine solution for most home users. And configure OpenDNS so that you're running in a more safe environment as far as being on the Internet and not going to bad spots on the Internet. Those are the three basics. But should I, should I add this so if it's possible to uninstall some of these? Like, uh, yeah. he pays Norn. Do you recommend Norn for a security no. system? No, Windows Defender is free. You can use that. And AEG is an interfering, and, and then he has Yahoo for it's, it's a disaster. <laughs> well, he can he doesn't need I'm AVG. Really he can get away from AG, AVG. But yes, the more stuff you have on your computer, the more trouble it can be. That is true. Uh, we see that all the time. And, and simplicity is like with college is better than having all this complicated stuff. It's getting out of hand. Yeah, we agree. I, I, I'm trying to help him. I still have a, a, a Radio Shack TRS-80 computer. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, well, that was something you had to program yourself. Yeah. And I've dealt with uh, computer programming over years. But yeah. he, he, it's getting to the point where I don't, I'm saying out of it. The, I mean, I have, I don't, I'm trying to figure out what to eliminate and make it simple and internet connection what right. is the one browser you need? And that's about all, right? Yeah. Well, Opera is a good browser, um, but you can pick any. The problem is there's multiple choices, right? They all want your data. They all want to know where you're going. So yeah. you you got to pick. What are you, tap. Pick your poison. Uh, well, are we you know Chrome is. Tab? I would send that to tab. Can I get a tab as a browser? Yeah. Tab computer as a browser. Uh, we would love to offer that, but no, that's not what we do. Yeah, we don't have that. How- how about internet connection? Does the tap computer do that? No, we have to use third parties like GoNetSpeed or Comcast or Cox. We are not internet providers, but I appreciate oh, the sentiment. We do appreciate the sentiment. Well, I wish you well, whatever. All right, Jay. Well, I, th- I appreciate that. It's more confusing than ever. Uh, okay, thank you. I wish you luck. Yeah, Happy thank New you. Year. Thanks. You Happy too, New Jay. Year. Bye-bye. <laughs> Poor Jay. Oh, he just seems flustered. It, it could be complicated. Um, some of the simplest ways to get into the internet would just be using a simple tablet. Um, that might be a way to consider it. You know, Google, uh, Samsung has some simple tablets. Um, that might be a way to start if you want to start your journey of internet exploring. Um, let's go to Cheryl in Prospect. What's happening, Cheryl? Okay. Question is with my iPhone. I would like to have one of my playlists repeat itself after it finished playing. It's got three hour, a little over three and a half hours of time 
in the playlist, and I would like it to repeat again as soon as it's done. Is there any simple way where I could set the phone to automatically replay the playlist? Hmm. In Apple? I'm, I don't know. We're not, neither of us are Apple people. See, this is where I wish my brother was here right now because he could answer this question. However, uh, Carolyn may have the answer. I'm assuming that um, with the Apple, I'm assuming you're using iTunes. Is that right? Uh, no, it's on my. I have all my music. The music is on my phone itself. It's not going through iTunes. Ah. So um, so, so, I'm going through my own music library. So on an Android, and I know that that may not help a lot. But on an Android, where I play my music on that built-in app, or if I'm using uh, uh, YouTube Music, mm -hmm. there's an option in there that says um, loop. Right. And that right. allows you to just keep playing the same playlist over and over again. But um, um, Carolyn might have an idea. She wants to get online. Tell, and she, She's been just dying to get Finally. on the radio. Here she my is. My shining moment at the end of the year. Yeah. No, there should be bass in a playlist. I'm going to try not to play anything on Hi, air. <laughs> Hello. But she's, I, she's not using iTunes, she says. So how are you playing this playlist, Cheryl? It's, uh, it's, it's all downloaded to my phone. Yeah. I have my in my in my um, music library. All right, and you just click on the music, go into the music library raw, and just start the playlist? Well, I would go into my music library, and I yeah. would hit the uh, playlist that I want to play. Yep. And there's no option there to loop it? I don't. I did not see one, no. All right. Now, what about iTunes? Why Why are we not using iTunes? Uh, I don't know why, but I can try using iTunes maybe. Because but... I think Carolyn has a solution if yeah. you use iTunes. I mean, I use Apple Music, so... Try not to boo you guys, okay. <laughs> but I That's know that for playlists, uh, there's... I'll take I, I'll take her suggestion. All right, but I know Let's for my playlists through Apple Music, when you click on the bottom, if you have a song pulled up, there's on the right side, there's like three lines, and when you click on it, it gives you the option to shuffle, to loop it, and you know to do whatever you need to do with it for your music yeah. so that might yeah. be it might be hidden somewhere under that one of those features i'm <laughs> trying yeah. to explain this the best i can no, you're fine without <laughs> looking at what's going on yeah yeah and the, the other thing that you can do that maybe we can help you out better is mm. if you send us an email with a screenshot of what you're seeing yeah then maybe we can try to walk you through that send it to get help at tabinc.com so send a copy of my um playlist not your whole playlist, although we'd appreciate it. I'm sure it's lovely. A screenshot of it. Of, of what you're on that area where you are, on that app where you're playing music. Um, if you give us that out of your phone, do a screenshot of your phone, then if you send that to us via email, we will be able to see in there, you know, the, the, the volume controls or the different controls for playback, and hopefully we'll get it in there. Get you an answer. We'll try for you, Cheryl. Okay, so send it to get help at tab.com. At tabinc.com. Hey, I, I just had I just had my nephew and brother said that if you're in your iPhone music, if you're in the top of your playlist, it should be there. Mm, there's that's that. an option. And Mike G found one too. Um, we can put a link up on our, on our site, computertalkwithtab.com. It talks about how you can actually ask Siri to do it. Okay. All right, because this is a specific thing I want to have to play at a soft level yeah. overnight to help keep my dog calm. It's it's music for my dog. 
believe it or not. Uh, I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> she needs to have the music. All right. Yeah, otherwise, if the music stops, she starts barking, right? Well, she, no, she just gets very pantsy and antsy. Well, we don't want that. So nothing no. like using technology for anything we can possibly use it for. I love it. <laughs> Sounds good, sure. <laughs> We'll All put right. we'll put Thank the information. You so much and happy New Year. You too. Happy New Year. All right. Bye bye. Yep. Bye bye. So, Marco, did you think you'd be helping a dog sleep? Uh, no, but hey, there's always a first. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go on to uh, Kevin and Hebron next. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Kevin, how you there? You doing? What's up? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah. How are you? I'm all right. And yourself? Doing well. How can we help you? Oh uh, well. I'm finally retiring my laptop after about eight years, and wow. I want to be able to just, like, move everything, my settings, my Wi-Fi passwords, everything mm. to the new one instead of having to sit there and download everything again and reprogram all the licenses and all that. Mm -hmm. So there's software out there that allows you to kind of uh, do a copy of the profile, so... I don't have that on top of my head right now, but we could post links uh, associated with that. That would allow you to do a, a pretty a comprehensive uh, yeah. move. There might be a few things that you still have to do, but you know it, it will move a lot of things. It also depends on how old your operating system is now compared to where you're going. If you're going from like a Windows, Windows 7 to Windows 11, maybe not everything is going to translate. Correct. Uh, actually, I'm going from Windows 10 Home because I kept updating the old laptop mm. to Windows 11 Pro. Yeah, that should be fairly good. Yeah, um, we can put some software. There's some software. You're right. Mar I can't I can't think of it right now either, because uh, most of the time we'd recommend a fresh installation, um, only because it'll be it'll be current. You know, it's kind of nice to do fresh installations of your software on a new operating system rather than dragging over some of the stuff that may be incorrect or or legacy. Um, you you might save some time, right. but you might it's just cause most of the product license keys and definitely the Wi-Fi passwords are lost to me, and those are the core of what I care about. Like my Adobe DC, uh, my Net Extender, my Ignition. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can find the. I can. What I'll do is uh. I'll find that uh, that application, that tool, and then we can post it on our site so you can see it. Uh, and hopefully that that will give you um, much of what you're asking yeah, for. Much we we can't promise everything. Yeah, well, as long as I can get those over, because those are the licenses and passwords I no longer have. Right. No, we understand. If it, if it, it'll be there or it won't, it really just comes down to what the software's ability to do to transfer it is. But we'll put a link up there for you. All right, Kev. Much appreciated. Did you ever solve the HP problem with the scanner? She hasn't called back and complained, so we're so far we'll take that as a yes until she calls and complains. All right, because I have the HP all in one, and you have to download their app. It's HP Smart to be okay. scanned. Oh, HP Smart. Okay. I think she's Does done that, that but we do appreciate that. Kevin. Thank you. All right, we'll be right back. And we are back. Yes, it is the last Saturday of 2023. 
So we're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. 860-522-9842 is the number. And then at 11, Dr. Alessi will be in with Healthy Rounds. The software that neither Marco and I could think of is a product called LapLink PC Mover. Um, it's still out there as a way to migrate your stuff. Mike G reminded us. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Um, and we may have some others that we can put up there too. Again, it may not transfer all the settings or all the software, um, but it could help. So four lines wide open. Feel free to get online. 860-522-9842 is the number. But as we have some time and wait for your calls, this is a headline you don't want to hear. Robot attacks Tesla factory worker. <laughs> a, a robot at Tesla allegedly attacked an engineer, stabbing his metal claws into his back and arm and leaving a trail of blood. So it's it's these types of... Uh, you know, headlines that make you think Skynet, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Skynet. Oh, man. And we, you know, my buddies and I were sitting around a fire solving all the world's problems. And one of my buddies is so afraid of artificial intelligence. And now this, this of course, doesn't help my argument that, you know, we need a little intelligence at all. It would be nice, artificial or or other, so that I'll take, I'll take it and I'm not worried about the robots attacking. And then a robot attacks. <laughs> We don't know what the worker was doing. Maybe he was stealing. No, just kidding. <laughs> Maybe he was tickling him in the underarm or something like that. Um, who knows? But that's not a good sign. The guy did get hurt, and uh, the word attack probably is the wrong word. Uh, it probably just malfunctioned. We hope. But Yeah. We Correct. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we can't be thinking that they have that level of um, you know intelligence just yet. Correct. All they're doing is building cars. And speaking of cars, so then, of course, Tesla had their autopilot updated. So there was a quote-unquote recall, right? Two million vehicles uh, were recalled. The autopilot process, uh, basically, it was recalled. And what they do is an over-the-air update. So Tesla will say, okay, we'll, we'll do some patches here and try to fix this issue. And what they're trying to do to all you guys out there with your autopilot on running into the back of uh, emergency vehicles that are parked on the highway um, is they're going to say, look, you cannot run the autopilot without having your hands on the wheel and your face looking like you're paying attention. So Tesla has like a camera that looks at you. I mean, you know how Teslas have all sorts of cameras all around their vehicles. Well, they also have a cabin camera that'll look at you, making sure you are paying attention. So if you're in the driver's seat, you have to have your hands on the wheel and at least look like you're paying attention. Now, you could sleep with your eyes open, I guess. Um, but if, if the vehicle thinks you're not paying attention, you have, I think, five or six times before they take away the autopilot feature from you. Yeah, that's, um, well, there's a lot of things in there that are pretty scary, I'm just going to say. Yeah. First of all, they have a camera inside of the cabin that they're looking at you all the time. All the time. Hey, and we have people over here worrying about being tracked and, hey, you know. <laughs> that's a good point. We have point. cameras inside of the car. Watching, watching you. you to see what you're doing. So I don't know all the privacy part of that. It's just kind of crazy. Now, I do agree, you know, the technology works pretty well in terms of their autopilot, hmm. but it shouldn't be that, hey, you know, you're going to set up, forget it and start reading the news or, you know, having breakfast or having a, a Zoom meeting as you're driving right. down the road. No. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point about the cameras, right? And the privacy. It's looking at you constantly. There is issue because they take all that data, and what do they do with it? Yeah, I mean, 
they must likely say that they don't sell it, but do we really believe that? I don't know what they're doing with it. I know they're training their AI, so they have all the cameras so that they, they can go ahead and tell. They actually have people that are, that are sitting there watching the videos, and then the people are marking on the cameras what are hazards, right? They'll, they'll mark a pothole. They'll mark a guy on a bike. You know, don't run into that person. So it helps to train the AI so that it knows, oh, when I see this this configuration, I can be smarter about it. But I don't know. I'm I'm I talked to some uh, autopilot owners, and you know, it's it's, it's a pretty big nag. It, every it really nags you quickly now. So you got to keep your hand on the wheel, and we all appreciate that because you know, especially if you're an emergency vehicle driver like a fire truck, something about Teslas running into the back of fire trucks, literally all lit up on the highway, sitting in, in the in the breakdown lane. They'll run right into it or into into the main lane because they can't see that it's not moving. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, people have to be paying attention. Um, the technology right. is great, but again, it's not a substitute of you paying attention. So if you're a Tesla driver, please pay attention. <laughs> we would all appreciate it. Once we're all connected on the network where the cars are talking to each other, then we're good. But until that day happens, which is probably a, f- a little way in the future, because it would be nice if, if all of our cars were on the network, the network being the highway, you your car being a packet, it'd be nice to have the cars speak to each other and say, hey, m- you know, Marco's you know, not going very fast. You can, you're going to stay within this distance from Marco's car. You don't have to worry about it. Oh, Marco bro- was braking. I'll slow down. When the cars start doing that, I think we're going to be a lot safer uh, and, and everything's going to be much better on the highways because right now it is. It is Armageddon out there on the highways right now. Yep. I mean, I heard the news story. They they had like fourteen tickets. Fourteen tickets, guys. Come on. <laughs> right. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna drive home from here, and there's probably I could probably point out fourteen cars that you could have pulled over just in my ride home. Right. That's so, true. It's crazy. All right. So as we wait for your calls, get online. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two is the number. The Kansas City Courts computer systems are coming, starting to come back online after two months, after a, two months after a cyber attack. Um, complete outage caused and hit hit the courts across 104 counties. Um, so the court system in Kansas is starting to bring up its computer systems for uh, managing cases back online. Um, so another example, right? 28 of the state's 105 counties are expected to be back online Monday, um, with others following by the end of the week. This is another issue when it comes down to putting all your eggs in one basket, right? So if you have all your systems in one cloudy environment and that thing gets ransomed, well, you're all down. Um, I know you. somebody told you you'd save a few dollars by putting it in one place, but I, I got a feeling this is going to cost you a whole lot more than whatever savings you had by not having independent systems um, that are more uh, sandboxed. So we see this over and over and over again. We have to do something a little smarter about how we segment our networks and our systems so that when one goes down, they don't all go down. I think we're smarter than that by now, right? You wouldn't plug... You wouldn't have one fuel source or one, you know, we have, we have one power source, I guess. So when the power goes down, we have to use a generator. But the point is, we're smarter than this, but it doesn't seem that we are. Right. And I mean, this goes back to what we were talking about earlier at the beginning of the show mm. in terms of, um, hey, patching systems. Right. Uh, other things that are important is not only patching system, but it's testing your systems, you know, right. doing those stress tests. Hey, making sure the hey, um, yeah, I have this, let's say, brand new firewall, but is that firewall really configured the, the right way? Right. And there's uh, services out there. It's like a third party where it will test your, your security. Mm-hmm. So those are things that they're highly recommended, especially 
if you have business and you want to make sure that you know you're operating and then the other thing that you have to look is in terms of your own as a business owner you have to see hey did i feel comfortable just let's say as an example just having one internet connection or right. one firewall or one whatever it may be and 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 that's where you would realize, hey, you know, if that were to fail or if it were to be hacked or anything like that, how long you as a business owner are willing to be down for? And and that's where redundancy comes mm -hmm. uh, in place. And, you know, yes, the cloud is a, is a good solution, but it shouldn't be your only solution if, you, if, you, if you're... I guess more interested about making sure that your uptime is, you know, let's say as close to 100% as possible. Right. And clearly the Kansas courts, who cares if they're down, right? Two months later, they're back up. Right. <laughs> um, so, and we've actually had stories about our own DMV here uh, on this, on our show. I mean, they went through their audits on a regular basis and their, their 30 or 40 year old system never had any kind of DR plan ever. They put the new one in, guess what? The auditors found the exact same thing. No DR plan involved. So I guess it doesn't matter if the DMV goes down, right? Right. And, and that's like imagine if you're working at a hospital and, you know, there's whatever one system goes down and that brings them down for two months. Right. You feel comfortable as a patient going to a place that right. is going to be down for two, three months? ECHN just had that issue, right? right. The, the whole system from California all the way to the East Coast was impacted. So that means they put all their eggs in one basket. Um, and that's the key thing you got to be careful with. When you put it all in the one basket, then why should we on the East Coast be impacted by someone who got ransomed on the West Coast? Right. It seems like a design flaw to me. All right, we're going to step out for a quick break, get to your call. So, Marlene, hang on. A couple lines open for you. 860-522-9842 is the number. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. How many songs could there be for the new year? Well, it looks like there's at least two. <laughs> Carolyn found the baby new year one. I mean, come on, that's a claymation type of thing, right? I used to remember yes. that one. No, there's a list of New Year's songs. Oh, there is. It, there's. It's actually insane because I looked it up just for giggles. Yeah. At least 20 came up. I didn't know there were that many. No, that's a lot of tunes. I mean, the only one that I really thought was a good one was the, you know, Party Like It's 1999. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's get to your calls. We're going to go to uh, Marlene in Thailand and see what she's got cooking. What's happening, Marlene? Oh, boy. Hello. Hello. Hi, hi. Marlene. Hi. Hi to you all. I think my son finally convinced me I had a trade in my old computer. I have a desktop, and um, it works for me, and I like it. And uh, but I'll tell you what happens. Yeah. I click on something, and I get a pop-up that says can't reach this site, and then I'll go to history and I'll pull it down because I've used it already. And then I click on that, and I can get it maybe 15 minutes later. You know, I'm working on it, so I don't know if it's just slow or what. And I don't use much on it. I just I just use it for my um, stock trading and email and YouTube. So anyway, we were looking for another desktop, yeah. and um, we thought I I don't understand all this one, but there was something that said HP 24, Intel 15, 8 
and memory 512. And he thought that was a good choice, but I thought I'd better just ask you guys. I don't use it for much, just right. for what I said, and I need something bare bones, and I didn't want to pay a whole lot and um, help. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So based on what you told us, uh, we would like to have 16 gigs of RAM, not 8. Um, so 16 gigs would be the RAM. Um, 512 for the hard drive, it's probably solid state. That would be fine. Pay attention to the generation of the processor, though. That's another word I don't understand, generation. Well, think of it as like right, the I'm, version. The version, yeah. I'm Gen X. Marco, are you Gen X? I guess so. All right, Marco's Gen X. My, my kids are Gen Z. Um, it's based on the age of the processor. And so... What am I looking at there? I saw that, but I don't know if I copied it down or not. Is it, that's kind of key. You want to make sure you're going to get a current gen, which is a 12th gen or better. 12 or better. Okay. Yeah. I think I saw that number on. Maybe I saw, uh, I don't know, maybe I saw 13 or 15 or something like that. You might have saw 13. 15 is not out yet. 13. Yeah, so if, 13. it would be 13, yeah. All right. How much do they want for it? Five ninety nine. Oh, not bad. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think if you just look at the RAM, get that to 16 gigs. You want another machine that's going to give you many years of service, just like the old one has. Um, yeah, I'm going to 85, and I don't know how many more years, you know. And I, I wanted something that will last five years at least. Yeah. Oh, yeah, th th this could last you that long or more. And somebody told me I you don't use towers anymore, but I would need a tower. Well, you can need what's called a desktop or, or a mini computer. Towers are not as needed anymore because they've been able to configure these boxes to deal with the heat um, and all the solid, with all solid-state equipment. So you can get away with a very small computer that would be maybe as large as a, if you put two mugs together, they would be about that size. Um, that's a nice small unit, and that's what we do as well for our business clients. If you were doing computer-aided design work, it usually would require a larger case, a little more cooling, um, and a mini-computer would not be something you'd want to do. So you can get you can get away with a mini-computer. Yeah, it, it will work just fine. Uh, um, for what you're doing, you don't really need a, a, a tower. Mm -mm. I mean, there's really no reason for it. Okay, that's what somebody told me. They don't do that anymore, so I said, okay, I don't know. <laughs> So yeah, it looks like you're you're on the right, right your right path. Now, what your internet speed though could also be contributing to your problem you're seeing on your computer. So you could get this brand new computer in, and if your internet speed is like a little five meg uh, DSL line, you're still going to have that problem. So keep okay. that in mind. So make sure your internet speeds are improved, or if they can be improved, uh, or or figure out what your internet speed is, because sometimes buying the new computer doesn't solve the issue. Yeah, and I mean, you mentioned that your son was helping you. So if your son has another computer or a laptop or anything like that, have him connect to your network and, and test the speed out. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, way on the other side. So he was just going with me to check these things out in the store. So we went to some of the big boxes. When it, when it comes to speed, then what am I looking at? You can do what's called a speed test. So you can go to the Internet and do a speed test. And you want to get at least, I don't know, what's the minimum speed these days? 25 meg down? Yeah, 25 megs down. I mean, really, it all depends. If you're not really doing any type of um, streaming for video or anything like that, or you're just doing, let's say, just web browsing and some audio, 25 megs will be enough. Now, yeah. if you can afford more, then, you know, better. But it's not necessarily needed if that's not what you're doing. Right. So whatever I look at it's kind of built into it 
that part of the component? No, it's not the computer. It's the internet service you're paying for monthly. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, yeah. All right, Marlene, we're running out of time. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate all you've done. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Have Good a good one. I want to thank Carolyn for producing, Mike G for posting everything, and Marco for joining me on this lovely Saturday morning. Thank you, guys. We'll see you guys next next Saturday in the year 2024.